You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. Hey, this is Acoustic Mike from the Broadcast Basement. Every week we do 30 minutes of good on beer, fatherhood, and fun. But right now you're getting 30 minutes of the White Sox with Chris and Dave. It's Socks in the Basement. Now. You may hear the uh, three-year-old in the background throughout the show today. He may come down and interrupt during this 30 minutes of good that is Socks in the Basement. Special guest on Socks in the Basement. Well, I'm the the only three-year-old. Generally, generally my daughter, who's a preteen, and my, my son, who's 10, they're around and they keep him entertained while we record. Okay. Okay. While my wife's at work, you're you're always over here in the morning, and we sit down and we talk, and then I and then I put the show up. And um, this time around, the older kids got taken to Kansas City. My in-laws, they live in KC. Okay. And they came through town, and they had and the kids wanted to go out and visit them. They don't get to see them that often, and they were like, "Oh, we want to go out. We want to go out with Grandma and Papa." And we're like, "All right, that's fine." And they're gone for the week. And then the brilliant thing is that my wife asked permission if she could take the little guy on Saturday and go for an extra week so they'll all be out in Kansas City and I'll be home alone. Okay, so... so she asked the, so my the, permission for so that. So the three... Nice. So the three-year-old... my permission. So the three-year-old is going to be getting shipped out there eventually also. Oh, yeah, he's so going to. have you're going to have the whole place to yourself. Right. That's okay. You know what? It's cool. We got the three-year-old running around. If he comes down, he'll just be a special guest on this, this Socks in the Basement podcast. I somehow... He's potty training, so I expect him to pee on the floor at some point during the show. Yeah, it's okay. There'll literally be a pee break during this episode. You got hardwood floors, you know. (laughs) I somehow think that the three-year-old is going to have more intelligent opinions about the White Sox than what I've seen on social media this week. Oh, we're going to... I want to talk about this. I want to... I want to... Let's... I want to go through some of the things that I see on Twitter and see on these Facebook fan pages and stuff like that. Because it's making my brain hurt sometimes reading them. We're going to do that later on in the show. Just some, okay, of the, okay. some of the dumbest things that I've seen, and then I want to debunk them. I want to debunk them with facts and reason. Awesome. Okay? awesome. Because, because some of the stuff that I'm reading is, is absolutely ridiculous. So I, I want to get into that. Okay. okay. Um, I, I also, why don't, we, why don't we lead right in to the, to the flirtation that is going on between this podcast okay, and two different entities. First of all, okay. the From the 108 guys are going to come on the show, which is making my wife nervous. Oh, I saw that they uh, replied back to us on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I no, no, no. That we've, they... been, we've, been, we've been exchanging private messages, okay? Oh, okay. They want to get their – they have, like, a, a core group of three guys. Okay, so, okay. There, so there is, like, a, a, yeah. a, some sort we of found the leadership. Yes. or leadership. We, we found okay. the leadership of nice. the cult group, the 108 section, the From the 108 people, who have their own T-shirts – who do their own tailgates? Who 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 interact with the players that come out and into into the right field area? Okay, because that's where they're at, right down there in the corner by the foul pole. This is this is the section that I, I'm 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 intrigued by this section. I love these group of people. I love how it's like it's like a grassroots, non endorsed by the team thing. Now your wife that I found. Now your wife is cool she's, with you. No, she's totally private, nervous private, about this. private messaging, like underground clandestine organizations. Right. Well, they, I mean, it's not like it's the from the 108 hotties. If it was the oh, from the 108 okay. hotties, then she would be bothered by the fact that I was texting with them. You see what I'm saying? That's a subgroup yeah, of the, the 108, yeah, that, by the way. Maybe that's something that needs to be created so yes. I can text with them. But right now, it's just these guys that you know like to sit around, drink beer, and watch White Sox games in nice. that section. Okay. So, um, 
she's nervous because she's like, you're going to have three complete strangers come down into our bar. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, <laughs> she's like where we live. And I'm like, yeah, they look cool. Where our kids are. Where, where my kids sleep. I'm like, sure. So <laughs> I'm hoping to get them next week when they're all out of town. You see what I'm saying? Gotcha. You gotcha. know, I want to I ease her into this being like, okay, well, the first guest that we had in the basement on Socks in the Basement, okay, you weren't even here for. See what I'm saying? I want I want to ease her into that. The other flirtation though is one that I don't think she would mind if he showed up in the basement. And I I I sent out a message earlier in the week on Twitter to Ron Kittle. Now I've been trying to go ah. through the team, but the team is they they admittedly told me it's going to take a few weeks for them to get me some people to talk to on the show cuz we're brand new. Okay. And I get that, I understand that and that's wonderful. But but I I couldn't help myself. I sent Ron Kittle something from my personal Twitter account, tagging the Sacks in the Basement Twitter account, saying, would you would you come on the show, sending him a link to the podcast? He liked it. Okay. Okay. He 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 hit the little like button. He liked what I sent him. Okay. Okay. Sure. And 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 I'm doing the slow flirtation with Ron Kittle. Now, you so don't... So I want to craft what we're going to send him this week. I want to eventually get Ron on the show. I mean, I'll take a phone interview. Of course. But my ultimate course. goal is that even if we do a phone interview, I want him to like being on the show so much that I get to have a, a beer with Ryan Kittle. Yeah. And I promise that to tie him up and keep him forever. <laughs> I, I won't do it. Okay? I won't. I pledge that. Now, we, we don't have to... I'll hold you to that. Uh, we don't have to go through the team or anything in order to get him because well, he's not hes not a Sox ambassador. I, I'm anything, not sure right? if he's a Sox ambassador. He's there all the time, but maybe he just likes hanging out with them. Okay. I've always i have always felt like he might be a Sox ambassador. He could be an unofficial Sox ambassador. He'd be a good one. He'd be a right? good one. If he's not a Sox ambassador, I say he becomes the ambassador of the uh, Sox in the Basement podcast. And then we'll start live broadcasting unofficially from the middle of the 108 section. We're just going to grow our own little group here. You see what I'm saying? All right, all we're gonna right. be out. We're gonna be like a weed that grows in the corner that nobody can extinguish, and, <laughs> and we might need to be that because I can't help myself. Like I was thinking about this the other day, and I'm really hoping that the White Sox are of the mindset. And I'm just starting to. I'm just starting to work with them, but I'm hoping that they're of the mindset that they understand that not all 25 men on the roster are good players. You okay. See what I'm saying? The, okay. Because you know, you know how like you would listen to for years. You listen to Chris Ranji come on on the post game show. Yeah. And try to tell you that Adam Dunn's going to snap out of it any time now. I, we can't do that on this show. There's no way that I'm ever going to sit there and say all these guys are great. I mean, there are guys that I just want to get no, rid of. No, no, no. I have a guy right now that I, I want to nominate to be placed on some sort of rocket and propelled into the stratosphere so that he's never here again. Or at Who's least it? send him at Who least send him the triple A and, and let him and let him stay there. So we okay? have one we have it's we seem to have one of these guys we, every week. No, no, so but, which one who is but it? But what's this funny week? is that I mentioned it in the pre in, in, in the pre show here while we were while we were putting the microphones on and we're getting it we're just turning on the computer. Sure. And I said it to you and you were like, Who? Right. And that was the best. Juan well, Manaya. Juan Manaya. Now, so now I you've watched you've been watching a lot of Sox games, and what's funny is I get the feeling because I said it to my dad the other day and he's like, Who? I'm like, okay. Why Manaya? And 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 and, he, and you know who he is once I describe who he is. I because he's that guy that keeps coming out of the bullpen and letting things go to hell. Here's the thing. I haven't watched a whole lot of games this week. I've been pretty busy. Like the wife and I have have well, we are buying in the process of buying a house. So like, you know, all my spare time is getting put into that. So I haven't had a lot of time to watch White Sox games. Anytime I do watch a White Sox game, I go into it with the idea that, okay, this bullpen is a dumpster fire, so anything after the sixth inning, I just don't even pay attention to. So Juan Manai, I, I'm not, okay. fam I'm not so familiar, Chris. We're recording right after Tuesday's game in Anaheim. Okay. Okay. 
and 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 barring something crazy, this this podcast is out on Wednesday, the twenty fifth. Okay. Okay. Now, last night that means I watched Carlos Rodon go out and do what every White Sox fan wants to see Carlos Rodon do: pitch like an ace. So I had a good game yesterday. Okay. I did had, see that. He, I, I watched I checked, that game. I, checked, last, I, checked I watched this. that game last night. It was it was so much fun to watch him pitch. He looked dominant when he was out there. He looked confident when he was out here. There, the the one problem is the fact that I don't think the Angels are into it anymore. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think with the exception of Trout and probably you know, it seems like Otani's trying to it, it wants to play. But I mean, there are some guys on that team that are getting up there, and I don't know if they're having the best at bats in their career. And so I don't know how much you want to judge how Rodon did last night off of that. But he was dominant. He had a no hitter into the fifth inning. He he um uh he had only walked one guy up until that point. He went seven and two thirds innings, and that is that's it, that's that's what you want from right. your pitcher. Now here's the problem. Now he goes out there and he's got two guys on. He's got first and second. He's got two outs already in the inning, and you bring in Juan Manaya. Okay. Let me let me read you just a quick fact that I put on Twitter last night at the Sacks in the Basement uh, podcast Twitter account at Sacks in the Basement. Juan Manaya has pitched 74 games as a relief pitcher for the White Sox over the last three years. Okay. Now, I didn't put this in there because I wanted to keep what I said short, but that was his year 25, 25 years old, 26 years old, 27 years old uh, part of his career. Okay. Okay. These are the only three years he's ever pitched in the majors. He pitched for the White Sox. These are years that would be considered almost the beginning of and into your prime years as a player in the major leagues. Okay. So you should start to see, at some point, things getting better for the guy. Well, no, they're not. Not only does he have a career whip as only a reliever, as purely a relief pitcher, of 1.44. That means he's putting one and a half base runners on per inning as a relief pitcher, which you can't do if you're coming on already in, in, and you've already inherited two. No, relief, see what I'm saying? relief pitchers, we've already talked about this, relief pitchers have they to be, be like the, ones, They got to be right at one ones, or below yeah. one. A, yes. a really effective relief pitcher's got a whip of under one. He's got a zero point something, okay? He's, he's almost a two. In fact, this year is his worst season. His third season in the major leagues is his worst for his whip. Going into last night's game, he had a 1.68, which is 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 easily gone up. He's up now. I'm looking at it right now. now. What's he up to? 1.79. 1.79. He's putting on more than one and three quarters base runners per inning as a relief pitcher that you're bringing in more times than not with guys already on. Yes. He's an automatic run for the other team. He's an automatic run for the other team every time he takes the mound. And he sometimes is multiple runs like he was last night. And now those first two runs that got, that scored last night get charged the road down. Yeah, I'm seeing that. But I'm his lo- job is to come in and stop that. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the stats right now. It does show that Rodan did give up. Uh, well, he is responsible for two runs. I'm assuming those are the two. Yeah, because you look at the uh, you look at the score. Yeah. It, I'm, yes, I see what you're talking about. I didn't see it personally last night, right. but I'm looking at the stats when, and seeing when how this When he was went. brought in last night, there is no way Mike Trout should have come to the plate. It is four to nothing with first and second. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and you get this guy, he comes out, and he's a disaster. His first pitch is is a double that scores a run. Then the next guy that comes up, he drills him and puts him on base. Then he walks a run in. Okay. And Trout comes to the plate. Now it's 4-2 with the bases loaded, and Mike Trout is up. 
that you should have never have gotten to that point. Then you have to that then you have to pull him. Okay. And you and you have to bring somebody else in to do the job. And 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 he, he, I don't know why he's out there. I here's the thing. You're I understand to, okay, I understand no, well, I understand keeping Eloy back. A lot of people don't agree with keeping Eloy back. Yes. They're like I want to see him. I want to see Michael Kopeck. I want to see these guys up here and I'm like I get it. It's a rebuild. Wait. I get the argument of I want to wait and I want I don't want to start the the clock on these guys. I don't want I don't want to uh, um to bring them up until they're completely marinated and ready to cook in the major leagues. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But I I also don't understand why you would do that for relief pitchers because relief pitchers are a dime a dozen. And there are so many young pitchers in the minors that are never going to get a shot in this rebuild unless you give them a month or two up. Bring somebody else up. There has to be somebody in AAA that isn't part of your big grand plan that you don't want to start the clock on that you can bring up to get a guy out. There has to be. Well, and if there isn't, there's a guy sitting around right now that didn't get didn't get a team in this offseason that just on, wishes that somebody would let him pitch. Sitting on his couch. Right, but somebody can do it. Have a raffle and bring somebody out of those section 108 every single time you were thinking about using Manaya. Give him Manaya's uniform and have that guy go out and pitch. And you might get a better result. A 1.79 whip? And he's coming out of your bullpen? When you're trying to instill confidence in your starting pitcher that you want to be an ace one day. That's the guy you want to be an ace one day. Right. Yes. I, my yelling is attracted to three-year-old. Yeah, I can see. He's down here now. He's climbed up on a bar. Special, Say hello. Spe- hello. Did you, uh, did you go potty yet? No. We haven't peed in our pants, have we? No. Okay. Can, uh, can, can, can me and Uncle Dave finish the show? I'm all premature. You want to you, you play with your trains? I'm premature. Okay. We'll, we'll, I'm going to fix his trains, okay? Okay. We'll get back to this. Gotcha. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. It's Socks in the basement with Chris and Dave. Heard everywhere podcast can be found. Heard everywhere podcast And always on socksinthebasement.com. I'm glad he interrupted me because I was just my my face was turning red. Yes, you were. My you blood were, pressure was. You up. were ranting. I, I just I, I I just I don't listen. I, I to get to the major leagues, you have to have been something special for a, a large part of your life. Of course. But there's course. a there's a there's a point where you're just not good enough, and maybe Juan Manaya later on in his life becomes a great pitcher, but I'm sick of watching him. Okay. My 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 personal. My isn't this my 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 soul my soul Dave needs Juan Manaya to go someplace else because he's hurting my soul. Okay, well, okay. Number my one, soul, number Dave. one, number one. They have therapists for that. I okay. I I, I, I tossed two, and turned last night after watching that game. Are you sh- are, and number, I blame Juan Manaya. Number for two, it. are you sure it's your soul and not like just really bad heartburn? It could be that too. Okay, number I have th- medication I take for that. Number three, number three. Isn't the whole idea of the isn't the whole idea of this year, like going into it, everybody on the planet, except for like the few people on social media, know that the bullpen fire or know that the bullpen is going to be a fire drill. And isn't it this year just kind of 
throw stuff off the wall and see what sticks. Right, because so he because stick. he hasn't because stuck, so because why, why are we using him? Because bullpen guys, I've said this before. Bullpen guys have such a short shelf life anyway. You're only going to get one or two good years out of them. So I mean, anybody who is. Anybody who is bad in the bullpen this year will probably not be here next year or the year after when the team is supposed to be good, number one. Number two, anybody who's good this year who comes out and is just, whoa, this is a surprise, can you really count on that guy still being good in two, three years from now when we're trying to win? I, I don't know. I mean, I think that, you know, when you when it looks to be, even though the bullpen is by far the worst thing about this team right now, I think, and I'm pretty sure you and it most is. people it's the worst agree thing with on me. This team. And that, I think everybody knows isn't that. Isn't that kind of like the last thing that's supposed get to that. get fixed? I get that, but I'm just saying there's got to be somebody down there. You know what? Here's the thing. If you go back now in the very short library of Socks in the Basement podcast, you will find me on multiple occasions saying that the White Sox should do what they're doing this week, what I read they're doing this week. Which finally. is what? They told Carson Fulmer, you're a relief pitcher. Okay. And I said that. Okay. I said that. I said that back when we first started doing this podcast earlier in the season, okay, that Carson Fulmer is a relief pitcher, and they called him. I read the article where he said, you know, it's tough when they call you up and they basically tell you, the only way you're really getting back and the quickest way for you to get back to the majors is you need to start being a relief pitcher. Now, is he in AAA right now? Where is he? He is, he is in AAA. They sent him okay. down to AAA, and he tried to do some starts, and even in AAA, he had an ERA over five. Whoa. Okay, so it, it, it was, and the White Sox, obviously, you know, I, you know, here's the thing. On my fantasy baseball team, I play in a dynasty league. There are guys that I drafted, and I mean, and they're just, they're, this is this is fantasy baseball. And I still, like, there are guys that I, like, have this belief are going to be good. And I take longer to get rid of them and waive them. I take, it's harder for me to trade them. Because they are your draft. And I get to keep you, them, I you, get to keep them all the time. Like, like I get to hold anybody that's under 30 years old for the entire time that they're under 30 on a 40-man roster on this dynasty, this large roster fantasy baseball team. I'm afraid of moving some of those guys. And they're not even real people. They're just a, a name of a, of a real person. That, that isn't really playing on the Ninja Black Sox fantasy baseball team, which right. is mine. Okay, yes, I call my team the Ninja Black Sox. <laughs> I earned it. I won the championship in the first year. I'm allowed to call my team by one of the greatest video game baseball names ever, the Ninja Black Sox. Okay. So, so anyway, um, I, I'm afraid to get move on from some of those guys. So I get that the White Sox... Look at a guy like a draft pick like Fulmer, who they thought was going to be when they selected him, an easy starting pitcher for years and years to come in their organization. I get that it was hard for them to make that move. I get that I saw it before they wanted to admit it. I was willing to admit it because I'm on the outside looking in. But at least they figured it out. Well, and I, and, and I so think I can that... understand that their curve and when they realize things is going to be a little bit further on from the fan base – because these are their guys, and they see them every day in the hallway, and they want the best for them. But he didn't belong as a starter. You could see that, and he's going to be a relief pitcher now. I think the other thing, too, about it is, you know, when you draft a guy like that, you don't want to you don't want to give up on him too early because then the, the worst-case scenario is, you know, some other team picks him up, and he becomes a stud. Before we come up with what I should text Ron Kittle, because I, I want to okay. end the show with what I what we're going to text Ryan Kittle today, okay. or w- what we're going to tweet to him. Okay, and we're going to we're going to tweet this to him, and we got to come up with something good that we think. Like I I I, I know I want to include a picture that I have on the wall of Ron. Like I've got several of them. One of them which he signed. 
So okay. I'm going to have that image on there. Once again, proof that we've met before and I haven't put you in a sack. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I was, I, you liked me enough to, to sign the picture. I didn't, I didn't weird you out too much. Right. Right. You signed multiple things of mine. We've, you know, I, any pictures that I have him, I want where me and him are together. I want to, I want to send these in the tweets to just kind of establish like, Hey Ron, it's cool. Will you please come on my podcast? So we got to figure that out before the show is over. Okay. But I want to get into now the idiocy on social media. Oh, I love it. It's great. The idiocy on social media about this team. The dumbest things that I have read on social media about the White Sox. Okay. Okay. I have a, I have a few. Starting, and, we're, and what we're going to get into in just a moment here, what we're going to kick into <laughs> is going to be the one that I read over the, over the past week on a White Sox fan page on Facebook. In which, after I posted something about Yoan Moncada, he was called by one guy the worst trade that the Sox have ever made, and a double A player. Let that sink in for a second and let your brain start to hurt, and then we're going to fix it. The following story is completely true. The names have not been changed because... Hi, I'm Chris Lanuti. Oh, really? You gotta read it? It's three words long. You're like getting ready, like adjusting yourself. Join me and my friends as we belly on up to my homemade nine-foot oak bar in my basement on the south side of Chicago. I say expose them to as much violence and nudity as you can at an early age to prep them for life. Was it hard to climb up the ladder in your skirt? No, it's just embarrassing. Oh, okay. Each week, we talk craft beer, sports, fatherhood, and the oddities of life. Your show is so different and fascinating. Wait, this is a podcast? <laughs> I just come over here to drink. Join us for 30 minutes of good each and every week. It's the Broadcast Basement on Stitcher, iTunes, and BroadcastBasement.com. I think I may have saw this. So the stat that you're talking about, was that the one where he has the second most amount of called third strikes that are actually outside of the zone against yes. him? Is that that second stat? Second to Aaron Judge. When I put the stat up, he had 30. 30. The judge is 35. He's gotten so close to Judge now, I think they're actually separated by like one. I watched the game, I believe, Friday night, and he had two just in that game. Right. Jason Bonetti is the guy who posted that. Right. Um, and and he, he's dead on about it because that's, I've been saying that about him now for a while. That, look, when the bat starts to work for Moncada, the umps will start to respect Moncada, I hope, a little bit more. Although Judge... They're not respecting him either, obviously, and he's he's a he's, star. He's been around, and yeah. that's frightening because I'm one of those guys that's uh, against the whole like automated strike zone. But if it gets this bad, I, I'm now I'm starting to now I'm starting to wonder. I'm not, I'm not saying I want to do it, but I mean like I mean think about that. Frank Thomas always was credited with having this incredible eye. Yes. Okay. And 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 he, that's what made him one of the greatest two strike pitchers in baseball. But he because got, he would he would have two strikes on him, and the guy would start nibbling, and Frank wouldn't bite, and the umpires. They would, give him, yeah, they would give him those so calls. Much. They would give they him would those give calls. They would give him those calls and force that guy to throw a pitch. But I think Mancada believes in his eye so much that he's not swinging. He's like my he's like my daughter. She plays Little League. She, I'm going to tell you something, has an incredible eye. I, I've had coaches sit there and tell me that. She knows her strike zone. It's the hardest thing to teach a kid. But like when she was eight years old and she was playing at the lowest level of softball, she actually played baseball first because she told me, the White Sox don't play softball, Dad. They play baseball. So she was the only girl in the local league. It was all boys, and all of her friends who were girls were playing in the softball league. She went and played with the boys for two years because the White Sox don't play softball. Nice. Then she went and played softball and, and, and everything. But she's she's developed. She had a very young age and I, but I used to have to tell her, like, sweetheart, the umpire's 13 or 16 years old, and they don't have as good an eye. And if it's close on two strikes, you got to swing. But it's outside. I know it's outside. 
I know it's above your head. I know it's at your eye level, but you have to swing at anything close. And I feel like somebody has to have that conversation with Yoan. They have to go, Yoan, sweetheart, <laughs> take a seat here at the end of the dugout. <laughs> Let me get you a soda pop. You're new to the league. And yes, you have an incredible eye. But on two strikes, anything close. Yeah, okay. but okay, these pitches, like just from my what I saw on Friday, these pitches were not even close that he got called out on. Not even close. He is getting reamed on some really bad so, pitches. So, I mean, and... Where they and, show and it on, they show the little box, and yeah. they show the... And, and you're Stone, like, there's no way. Stone, Stone, said this, Stone said pretty much the same thing. He said, look, Mankata has a... And him and Benetti were talking about it. That's probably why Benetti posted what he did, because he and Benetti talked about it right there on the air. Mankata has a good eye. Mankata knows he has a good eye. Mankata knows that these pitches that he's striking out on are not actually strikes. But it's just a matter of, like you said, he's got he's to get a little more time in the league so that umps start to respect him better. Okay, so I'm a member of a lot of different White Sox fan pages, okay? Oh, my God, on I, Facebook, am, I am sorry. And I, and I follow on Twitter, and I try to bring some reason to the conversations. Good luck with that. So I took a picture of Benetti's tweet, okay, where he said that before tonight, Mancada had 32 strike pitches out of the zone called strike three against him. That's second most in baseball to Aaron Judge at 35. If those, I kind of did a little number crunching on that when I saw that. That's going to equal, it's something, if those are either, if those two strike pitches end up either being, if assuming they're full counts, if they're ball four instead of strike two, right. they end up in walks, or if it, it's called a ball and it extends the count to something that's a little bit more hitter favorable, right, right. they end up in, they end up as hits. And I just kind of ballparked it and said, well, maybe if, you know, 20... Two of those. So I just said well, maybe about two thirds of those ended right. up being an on base opportunity. It ended up, or an on base result, it ended up boosting Mancata's on base percentage by something like 20 points and his batting average by something like uh, 10 points. I, I forgot what the numbers were, but there's it's a, a difference. It's a significant difference it's, in his in his numbers with, and he's getting, with that right. stat. And yeah. his strikeouts go down, which is one of the big complaints. And I wrote something very similar with this, okay? Here, here, are the, here are the meathead comments that I got after this. The first guy, angry face on Facebook. I love the angry face. <laughs> I mean, I, Facebook is stupid. Yes, okay? but it and is be funny. With it you, is said, funny. Several times I've said I don't know why I'm even on it anymore, but I'm a podcaster, and how am I going to get out what we do if I'm not on Facebook? You right. see what I'm saying? Yes. But the angry face is on there. Okay. Also, I got a laughy face where somebody somebody thought that was absurd. Somebody, somebody, somebody thought it was in so absurd that it. I said that. That they laugh. They laughy faced me. Okay. And 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 it's one guy writes, Mancada can't get a hit to save his life. He sucks. Send him back to the minors. I, I is that what you're watching? You're watching this team and you think Mancada is the worst hitter on this team. You think that he's ready to go down the mine. There's a lot of superstars on this team. That's what you see. You see he's the big difference. Right. Like why develop the guy that was the top prospect in all of baseball that we traded for, we traded Chris Sale for? Why why even give him a full season? We're done with him at this point. We're done. In in July of his first full season, we're done. He's not we didn't we do this last week? We pointed out that when you look at his numbers, he's in the top 5 hitters on this team. 
of uh of OPS. He's, I, I, or well, he's close. He's no, close. No, he was in the top five OPS. He was in the top five. Yeah. He was in the top five OPSs on this team. Right. But no, this guy's like, no, he sucks. Send him to the minors. And that's why you're not a general manager. Okay. And then another guy writes, should be a very good, not triple A, double A player. Wow. Double A player. Wow. So as we wrap up the show this week, I don't know if we accomplished anything. We know that uh, we know. First of all, uh, I want to thank the the guys from at the 108. Okay? okay, because our Twitter followers went through the roof. Nice, and they made last week's show the most listened to show of Stocks in the Basement podcast by promoting it. Thank you, 108ers. Which was awesome for them, and I can't wait to hang out with them, and I can't wait to have them over, even if it weirds my wife out that complete strangers are coming over and sitting in my basement and drinking my beer and talking on my podcast. She's going to have to get over it, okay? okay? But hopefully we'll get to them very, very soon. I mean, I would love to get them in in the next week or so to to just learn a little bit more about their 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 whole thing that they've got going on because it's, it's really cool, okay? And then we have to compose our, our tweet here to Ron Kittle. Now, the last one I said from my personal account, but this one I think should come from the Socks in the Basement account, okay? okay? So what I have is I have this I have this picture of Ron, okay? And it's it's written to me, okay? It's it, And it was when I was a little kid. He wrote this one because I have a bunch of, I have a Ron, I got a bunch of Socks pictures up here in the basement bar. And I found, I have this one here. I was just thinking while we were doing the show, take a picture of this and send it to him, okay? And all it says is, Chris, all the best, Socks win, Ron Kittle. Awesome. Okay. Okay. And, and he sent this to me when I was a child. So what I'm thinking is, and just you, you let me know what you think this, if this is good. I'm thinking about writing something very similar to, oh, I got, oh, oh, this is a good one. Oh, this is a good one. Oh, you know what? I'm not even going to tell you it on the podcast. You're going to have to go to at Socks in the Basement on Twitter and read what I write. Oh, uh, man, no, you're going to do I'm, that. I'm, okay. I'm putting it up. Okay. I'm putting it up. Okay. So if you if you listen to Socks in the Basement and you, this is a great one. Okay. I'm going to be funny. I'm going to be charming. I, 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 I expect at least a like from Ron, but okay. maybe, maybe a response from Ron. Maybe one day Ron Kittle comes on the Socks in the Basement podcast. It's all I want in the whole world. Goals. Seriously. It's really weird that that's the most important thing in the world to me right now, but it is. Yeah, Ron, you you and Ron, you have some sort of you, you have a Kittle, you have man. a bond, man. With I, Ron, I was you know. a little guy with glasses. He was a big guy with glasses. He hit home <laughs> runs on the roof, and I, you know, could hit a, a little plastic ball off the over my over my time. over my parents' garage. Right, that's what exactly. it was. I used that's to hit him I, over like my parents' me garage. Ron me and Ron were one and the same. I like to hit rooftop shots on your garage as a kid, and he liked to hit rooftop shots at Old Comiskey Park. Okay, we both have big giant Coke bottle glasses. Awesome. Okay, it's my, it's, this is my, he's my spirit animal is what he is. <laughs> is that normal to say? It's probably not. No. We'll see you next week on Socks in the Basement. For Dave, I'm Chris. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye, everybody. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nudie. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Launcher.
That was like Dropkick Murphys or something, right? <laughs> I felt like it. <laughs> Socks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always on SocksInTheBasement.com.